Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. It just seemed like I was standing in this crowd, and I couldn't see anybody. I, I could hear the sound of my voice right on the end of it, and I was going after it, but I couldn't distinguish the word it said. And suddenly it lifted, just like it's down. And I was out of the pulpit down here around the altar. And I got so embarrassed, my face turned red. And I run back up there and got behind the pulpit and finished, finished my sermon. Amen. And gave an altar call. And every sinner in the back side of the house got saved. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the glory of God. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I remember when I was six years old, and, and, and Krim had the altar base, and, and he'd have people come and kneel there and pray, and he prayed, if you call it praying. And, and men, some way or another, I guess because he was so rough, he'd fill the altar up. You never saw so many men in your life that would respond to his altar calls. And older men. I remember I was sitting over here with, with Mama and, and, and some of the family, right, right up front. And here's an old white-haired man right at the end of the altar had come and was kneeling there just to cry his heart out, to get saved, see? And Krim come along and slapped me. My God, I'd cry too if I'd lived like the devil like you all these years. <laughs> but some way or another, they got saved. I don't know whether it was because of it or in spite of it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, what I started to say was, though, that he come back to McKinney in 1939, held a revival there, sponsored by the First Baptist Church. And I went over there one afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon, to hear it. And, uh, you know, you see, this was just before the war. Well, it was already going to some extent, but before, you know, on September the 3rd, that's Ken's birthday, and it's a Sunday, August, you know, uh, of 1939, and, and uh, England and France declared war on Germany. And, and so, just prior to that, see, just in other words, about two weeks beforehand, on Sunday afternoon, he'd preach. He'd go preach on something else, but when he took the pulpit, and I remember Krim would say this. He said, uh, since I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, said, I throwed my library away. He said, all I got is my Greek Testament and my Schofield Bible. He said, I follow the Holy Ghost. He said, somebody said, Krim, did you speak with tongues when you was filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, he said, I spoke in something I never did before. And so he took the pulpit and said, I'm going to change my text. The Holy Ghost, while I was sitting there, a while ago, the Holy Ghost gave me a message. And so he took the 21st chapter of Luke, you see, and, you know, what that talks about, the, the end time and the second coming and so on, people's minds were on all these things. And he preached a, a masterpiece. Well, I already had my sermon, you know, all set up and, and, and outlined for Sunday night in my church. But I went away from there, and, and I went to my pulpit there in Farmersville, in 1939, and, and, and I took his text, and I preached his sermon. Uh, I had that ability. I never had it till I was born again, but it sure did come in handy after I was born again. I, I'd read Spurgeon's sermon, just get up and preach him word for word. Read him one time, didn't read it twice. Read it one time, get up and preach it word for word. I could quote three-fourths of the New Testament. Somebody asked me, said, how do you memorize Scripture? I said, never memorized Scripture in my life. I think that's fine if people need to. They need to get it some way or another. Amen. But some way or another, when I was born again, I saw something in the Scriptures. I'm not going to that. That's another sermon tonight. And I appropriated that by faith. And, and, and so I just preached his sermon. I read his text. I pre All I did was added one or two uh, illustrations that he didn't have. And I was just preaching away. Now, you've got to realize I came from a Baptist background. And I started out even as a Baptist boy preacher. 
speaking, you know, in different places before the full gospel church was even in our town. I went back to high school, but, but I spoke in home meetings. I spoke in jail services. I'd see some young people, you know, on the street, and they'd say to me, Kenneth Hagin, could you help us? Well, I said, I would if I could. You know, we're supposed to have so-and-so speak to our young people's group, but, uh, but an emergency happened. We don't have anybody, and we need a speaker. You know anybody? I said, sure I do. I said, who? I said, me. So I spoke, you know, to the Christian Endeavor and the Christian Church. They called their young people Christian Endeavor. And then I spoke there. In fact, uh, when I was 18 years old, they wanted me to pastor the East McKinney Christian Church there in McKinney. But I wasn't qualified. I didn't think it was 18 mature enough to do it. Uh, but we went away, and I spoke at a state convention, a state convention, the state of Texas. And things are big in the state of Texas, you know. And, and, and I spoke to a, a Christian Endeavor youth, youth member meeting, you know, at, at 18 years of age. So I, I, I did quite a bit of speaking. But uh, from my background, you see, and even though I was baptized the Holy Ghost in 37, and this is 39, I never did get from behind the pulpit. Never moved from behind the pulpit. Never moved from behind the pulpit. Stood right there. Stood right there and preached. My wife said to me, I believe you could preach standing in a wash pan. Now, now you have to interpret that today to this younger generation. They don't know what a wash pan is. How many of you know what a wash pan is? How many of you don't? Just see your hand. Put your hand up. You don't know. Well, the Bible said, let him that's ignorant be ignorant still, so we'll just leave you where you are. Amen. <laughs> no. No, you know, we didn't always have bathrooms and running water. Sometimes on the dresser in the room, they'd have a pitcher of water, you know, in a pan that you wash your hands in. You know, just a little pan about 12 inches in diameter. My wife said, I believe you could preach standing in a wash pan. I never moved from behind the pulpit, you see. But I got to preach it. Uh, this night, a crim sermon. And, and I used every scripture he used, used some of the illustrations he used, just added one or two of my own, and, 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 the, and the glory came on me. I've been anointed before, you see, and of course the Holy Ghost is also the anointing. It's all the Holy Ghost, you understand that. But the glory came on me. I couldn't see anybody. I, I'm like I'm in a cloud. I can't see a living soul. Didn't fill the whole house like I see it sometimes. It just seemed like I was standing in this cloud, and I couldn't see anybody. I, I could hear the sound of my voice right on the end of it, and I was going after it, but I couldn't distinguish the word it said. And suddenly it lifted, just like it's not... And I was out of the pulpit down here around the altar. And I got so embarrassed, my face turned red. And I run back up there and got behind the pulpit and finished, finished my sermon. Amen. And gave an altar call. And every center and backside of the house got saved. Now, see, I'm talking about 1939. Now, some of you Pentecostal and full gospel preachers know in 1939, if we had a revival meeting and we got a half a dozen saved and two baptized the Holy Ghost, we thought we had a landslide. Amen. Praise God. But I tell you, that one night, we had 20 saved and 12 baptized the Holy Ghost in one service. That was, that was a revival in itself. The glory came. Praise God. Now, in that same church, that was 1939, January of 1940, we, we were in a meeting. I had a, I had a Jewish evangelist, and, and we were in this revival meeting. And the last night of the, of the meeting, his name was Morris Lefkowitz. And the last night of that meeting, he gave his life story about his conversion. And incidentally, when he became a Christian, his church just, they had his funeral, uh, his people, his mother and daddy. Wouldn't have anything to do with it, see. But he gave his life story. Now, just as he came to the close of his sermon, well, let's see, Paul Hinton's here. Uh, just as Morris came to the close of his message and said, uh, you know, before he gave the altar call now, but you knew he was nearing the close, suddenly a light flashed 
Now, if you could imagine this, you know when somebody takes your picture, standing right in front of him, maybe just a few feet away, and a flash bug goes off, you see that light flash, don't you? But if you could imagine, and, and for just a second, you, you blink your eye and don't see anything. Now, if you could imagine a giant flash bug went off, and everybody was momentarily, you know, like that, blinded. I mean, the whole building is filled with that light. And then there's four or five people in the altar. I mean, that fast, they're there. One of the men said to me later as I talked to him, he said, how'd I get down here? I said, I don't know. I couldn't see. People around him, he was sitting back several pews. People around him said, one, one man beside him said, well, he didn't come out, you know, to the aisle because he's sitting on the inside. He, he had a brushed against me, you know, because everybody's sitting down. People in front said he didn't come over me because we'd have felt they were just transported down there in that light, I guess. There, there they are. There they are. In the altar. You remember that, Paul? There he said, just stand up and wave your hand so they'll know. Some people, sometimes folks are like this. Some folks are like this. When Ken was five years old, I was preaching in West Texas, and after service one night, Ken said to his mother, said, Mother, all them tales Daddy tells when he's preaching. Said, are they really so, or is he just a preaching? <laughs> yeah, this is really so. I'm not just a preaching. Wave your hand, Paul. That's right, isn't it? You was there that night. Praise God. Amen. Well, then again, I, I was pastor of another church, and I had an evangelist hold me a meeting, and he was, uh, I believe, the best I've ever heard. You know, there are different kinds of sermons, of uh, uh, messages, narration-type sermons. He, uh, he, you know, just simply tell it in story form. Every sermon he preached almost, he'd tell it in story form. And, and I believe he's the best I ever heard in my life. And he only had fifth-grade education, but the anointing of God was on him. And so he's preaching one Sunday night about the prodigal son. And he just shut his eyes and told that, you know, more or less like a story. And he had the son going away, you know, and you know all the story, left home. And then the old, out on the old farm place, the dear mother and father, sitting out on the front porch in the cool of the evening. And, and they looked, the mother looked off down the lane, you know, that led up to the old farmhouse and said to her husband, said, you know, that looks like John Jr. coming there. He'd been away for years. And so here the old man looked, and he said, I believe it is. And he got closer and closer as he walked up that lane towards the old home place. And when the father recognized, said, that is him, that is him. And he jumped up and ran to meet him. And about that time, it was like a giant flash bud went off. Everybody saw it. Everybody was blinded. Fast you can snap your finger. And then there's the altar. Several people are in the altar. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including the message you're going to hear today. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package is Lynette's Bargain Bag. In this bag, you have a CD from Kenneth E. Hagen, The Glory of God. Also, Ken Hagen's book, Man's Impossibility, God's Possibility. Also in the bag are four mini-books, Commanding Power. Is your miracle passing you by? The prison door is open. What are you doing inside? And unforgiveness. All of these items come in a cloth bag with a faith shield on it. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, 
Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Hey, listen, we also have a magazine called The Word of Faith Magazine. And you can go to rhema.org and you can read it online. That's right. Or you can download it. You can also, at rhema.org, you can also access uh, Rhema Praise and archived uh, conferences that we've had. Yes. And then you can, if you want to, you can listen to the Rhema for Today, our radio podcast. podcast. That's right. Uh, man, we also have a Roku. We have channel there. That's right. In fact, I think we were one of the first ministries to get a channel on Roku. 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 That's right. Maybe I'll say it right next time. Okay. (laughs) And and you can also join us live on Sunday and Wednesday evening for our uh, Rama services right here in the Broken Mm Arrow campus at rama.tv, 10 a.m., and 6 p.m. on Sunday, that's Central Time. That's right. And at 7 p.m. on Wednesday for Hour of Power. Mm-hmm. We invite you to, to, to do that. And, uh, you know, just thinking about it, you can download the Rama USA app, app. Uh-huh. on your on iPhone, your smartphone, your iPhone, Android, uh, iPad, iPad, mini that's iPad. Right. That's and right. And you can, you can watch right there on that. Well, you know, there's... we. We, what, what we're trying to do is to use every avenue available to tell people about Jesus. That's what we're trying to do. And you know what? There's a lot of you that have become our partners. We yes. call them word partners. Yes. That helps us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.